Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show I have 50% of the rock band uh, Sabra and Carlisle. Actually, more like 25%. Yeah, we have four members though. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I keep thinking like, well, fi I should say 50% of the name of the band, but 25% of the actual band. Um, and uh, they have a new record coming out, and we're excited to talk about it. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk all things uh, her artistry and uh, who she is. So, Sabra of Sabra and Carlisle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, what's yeah. new? Um, well, we have a new record coming out I'm very excited about. It's finally being released after like two years in the making. I saw it got pressed, right? Yeah, it's, uh, well, vinyl has surpassed CD sales. Oh yeah, right. so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's all about vinyl now. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'll oh. just throw those digital download codes inside of there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting how that that like yeah vinyl has become like such a like a retro resurfacing. Like I mean, I'm I'm a vinyl collector, and I have like almost 200 and it's a very expensive hobby heavy too to carry oh my god we walk out of exclusive company with like a stack of like 10 yeah, yeah I've, I've done it before that's like yeah, the exercise regimen yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah 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 with the with the with the fucking like paper like the paper bag that breaks so easily yeah like that they put them in but so what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear through our passionate and creative minds and uh, the first time I saw Sabre and Carlisle was at Cactus Club. And I believe it was, I think it was like beginning of the summer, I want to say. Um, but it was, um, I, I really liked you guys a lot. You, you come with, uh, you pack a punch on stage. You, uh, you have like a lot of swagger to the way you move, <laughs> um, which is really, really it's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it's fucking raw ass rock and roll, and uh, yeah, we went up to the to the uh, green room uh, above Cactus, and uh, you gave Salem and I some beer that was in the fridge. You were like, "Oh yeah, like we don't give a fuck, take it." Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's part of the perks of working there. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, um, yeah, I. I don't see you, like, when do you work there? I haven't actually seen you, like, work there before. Um, Friday happy hours from 3 to 8, mm -hmm. so, um, today's actually Friday, so. Sure. Come visit. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I was actually, I was there last night. Nice. Uh, it was a really fun experimental rock show. I was Resurrectionist, Sleeper Sound, and a New York band called Wilder Maker, and, uh, that was a fucking blast. I, I love that shit so much. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet it was a good one. Kelsey books good shows there, so. Shout out Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey is amazing. A queen. I think we um like she just went to the meeting to and was has been like an advocate for pushing for all ages shows, which has been approved by yeah. the committee, so we'll expect mm -hmm. more of those at Cactus too. Which totally. is good. You know, we need more, you know, spaces for, you know, kids of all ages just because I think there was this like, you know, um, you had to have the all ages show in like a huge space and like most of the huge spaces that could accommodate that weren't throwing them. So we're just like, you know, mm -hmm. we need to bring it down. It was like a thousand square foot stage or something like that was the all ages yeah, show. Yeah, right. It's insane. So yeah. Just now give it's, them a place to watch music. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I think they changed it to like, what is a community art space and then it is like all that's required and now and then it, be, it can host all ages shows um but yeah it, it just got passed and yeah it's fucking awesome it's definitely a victory for our scene because now people under age can you know come see their favorite live bands that isn't in a house show yeah um it's something to do yeah you know like kids need education and entertainment and arts and like we need like so so much of that has been like i don't know programming's been cut and like you know there's no resources so it's like 
it's a win. Like we got to mm -hmm. take care of the kids. Yeah, we do. <laughs> they're 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 fragile. Yeah. You know, they're delicate. And, they <laughs> and they're strong. They're powerful, though. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of kids are like, you know, most of the like people that you see on the forefront of, you know, like revolutionary acts these days are kids. Mm -hmm. 13, 14, 15 year old kids. Greta Thunberg, for example. Absolutely. Yeah. She's really uh, bending all these like old conservatives out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, although I read that Anonymous just sent her a letter today, which I read, and they're like, be careful who you're hanging out with. You're hanging out with the wrong people who have all the, like, you know, the money to, like, pay the fines and, you know, bulldoze the policies, and it was just, like, a really strange thing. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so, oh, like, sure. I'm like, Anonymous? Oh, my God. <laughs> you're writing letters? Oh, yeah. shit, what's going on here? Damn. And they're like, be careful, wagging the finger at her. I'm like, oh, shit. Out. I would fucking lock up tight if anonymous <laughs> if anonymous sent me a letter like I'd be fucking packing my shit up uh, and then skipping town. But anyway, um, but yeah, correct. Like um, there's a lot of young people that are a huge part of like the revolution, and there's also just young people that are our generations are becoming more and more like young people are doing really cool awesome shit and yeah. and but they're still being you know they're still being like uh um deprived of like proper platforms and opportunities and like resources to be able to like realize their dreams early and it's you know it's been a conversation for a while um like as i've covered the music scene in this past year like a lot of people talk about how like Milwaukee doesn't have enough all-ages spaces. I mean, we just had, like, we had the X-Ray Arcade, but that's all the way in Cudahy, so it's a bit out of the way. Um, still a great space, though. And then the New State, which is still not fully open yet, but it's it's a work in progress. And then we have a lot of DIY spaces, which is awesome. But this new, like, uh, ordinance will finally, like, kind of bring a lot of that back, because I know... Did you grow up in Milwaukee? I did. Sure. Yeah. So, like, there were my understanding was there were a lot of all ages venues, like in the like the early two earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like a lot of like Legion posts and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like Borg Ward was one of them. Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. sure. Even like the, I think there was one on KK that they used to have a map, but they they might have tore it down. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's what I did. Um, you know, growing up is like I, I went to shows. Like I went to. You know that was something to do that was like exciting and fun I like always loved music and you know so the fact that like that ordinance has passed is like so good yeah yeah it's really fucking awesome so uh, thank you to Kelsey yeah, and Kelsey. to also everyone else who helped with that bill because that is really fucking exciting I can't wait to see like you know younger people able to enjoy everything we can too <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, uh, so I'd love to hear about your artistry and, you know, I guess, like, t to begin, like, I guess, what, uh, what, like, growing up, like, you know, uh, was, did music mean to you as a creative outlet? Like, where did you start finding it, like, within yourself to start making music of your own and everything like that? Um, well, I think, I think it started as, like, first as, like, escapism, um, <laughs> my first tape was De La Soul's Me, Myself, and I single. Oh, nice. Sure, I'll tell you. <laughs> so I would put that on and like dance yeah. to that. And then I think like my, like another one was like the B-52s, you know? So it's like a lot of dance stuff. I really like that. And then just like school programming. I was able to be in choir from fourth grade until senior year. Mm -hmm. So that gave me like kind of musical theory knowledge and you know all of that stuff while like curating that passion in me but I think I've always just been a creative I like to write you know I like to act I like to perform I like to you know direct and film like every anything that you can do that's creative like I want to do mm -hmm. and when I was younger I was like oh, okay like maybe I should get into acting I really like that and I moved out to California and I'm like, oh man, this place is scary. Like, Milwaukee is definitely a much more close-knit community. And that, to me, like, at such a young age, I was like 18, I couldn't hack it. Um, so then I started playing acoustic guitar because I couldn't find anybody to play music with me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you can't find anybody to play music with you, you do it yourself. Right. And so I, I did that for a long time. 
And then, you know, I had two or three bands um, kind of come into my life, but they fell apart very quickly. And, and then once me and Carlisle got together, it was just like all the pieces that I had been working on creatively that like I enjoyed but would like ADD attention to right yeah came together so now I get to perform I get to write I get to act and I get to sing mm -hmm. and so it just kind of like all came together and I've been begging Carlisle for 10 years to play music with me yeah. but it wasn't ever the right time and he was always just like yeah you know like for sure for sure for sure and then right. like finally it happened and it was like the best thing to ever happen to me. Like, I finally feel like I have direction in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, like, a like, focus. Like, it's, like, laser-like mm -hmm. intensity of, like, what I want to do and our plan. And, like, it's just, like, it's so much more than, like, music to me. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's an outlet. It's, uh, it's like a... Um, it's a platform, too, because, yeah. like, I get to, like, use, you know... I guess my privilege to like get on a microphone in front of people and not only sing in like a mode and like you know share this experience of like what I'm going through but like also kind of like get to talk to people and be like dude listen we need to like shape up mm -hmm. things are not good right now mm -hmm. we need to you know fucking act right and fly right and do good by the children do good by minorities you know the LGBTQ community like and you know any minority like it's our responsibility so it's like music is such is so important mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah it's, it's funny because at one point like in history like nothing was um nothing was considered music that wasn't praising god isn't that kind of like yeah. fascinating Wow. And now it's like we've evolved into music is every rejection of what's in. It can be used as like a, a rejection, a resistance, a revolution against, you know, the system oppressing all of us yeah. in some way, you know? And that's like, it's like a reclamation of sorts, yeah. um, which is fucking awesome. And now it's like so many different things that, you know, were like music is an ever expanding uh, medium like more and more things are becoming music that weren't yeah. music before like you know at one point people were rejecting rap as a form of music um, ambient drone music like yeah. was would never have been considered music up until like you know recently in in, in time I and, just like remember my friend getting into noise and like yeah. he's like come help me record and so it's like he has his bicycle flipped over in his apartment and I have a drumstick and we're just flipping the wheel and the drumstick's going on the spokes yeah. and it's like okay this is music right too. yeah exactly <laughs> like it's so fascinating like uh there's an electronic experimental project called Matmus that I really like and uh they're um I just got into them recently, and uh, there's an album they made a couple of years ago where it's the entire thing is um, made of sounds uh, from a washing machine. Like the entire the entire album is like different um, sound, like uh, the different sounds of a wash cycle being like sampled and reworked into music. Yeah, and it's fucking insane, and, and it's so cool. It's like, or uh, who is that? Is it? Quintron that built a weather machine, music machine that like okay. sits outside and like the weather, you know, produces music mm -hmm. and noise through this program. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's called something specific, but it's it's just crazy how yeah. anything is music. It's like the universe ever expanding. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It just, it's like the most. Yeah. It's the greatest thing that humans do is like make music. You yeah. know, closest thing to magic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Well. And that's that's really awesome that you're using your platform um, to you know uplift everyone that listens to it, that comes to it, that meets you. Like that's that is like a real powerhouse way of bringing people together. Um, that's super cool. Um, so you said you were in California for a bit. Like I guess like a, what did you like about it? What didn't you like? What did you take away from living out there? Um. Well. I, at the time, there wasn't legal weed, but oh, there was yeah. medical weed, yeah. and you could get that. That's my favorite part about California, is that you can go there and get weed. Um, yeah. 
I like that there's like a bunch of transplants there from like all over. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a Frankenstein of the United States. Everybody kind of goes there to chase their dreams. Um, what I didn't like about it is it's a really sad town, LA. It's like hard to make friends and like the community that we have here in Milwaukee, like it's hard to find that out there. I'm sure you can find it in pockets, but the, it's so big mm -hmm. and there's so many people. It, I just kind of like felt like a fish out of water. Yeah. So I was just like, because Milwaukee does, doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does like you, we have new condos every other week, but correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a, yeah. it's, it's, we have a good community here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's very accessible. Yeah. Um, you could go down. It's weird because like you start, you meet a lot of the same people out at shows all the time, but you can still always still meet more people, um, yeah. which is dope. Um, but I, yeah. This ne network we have going on. Yeah. It's just a little daunting, in LA. Cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what can you do for me? Right. Is that yeah? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I know. It's like unless you have someone has something to gain from you, it's like you. You're struggling so hard to like put yourself out there in a market like that. Like, I have a friend who's out there for music school right now, and he's said the same thing. Like, it's so hard to make friends out there. I mean, Chicago. Like, uh, I'm from the Chicago area originally, and I like even Chicago like intimidates me for that reason. Like, just how big it is. Mm -hmm. How vast it is. And well, it's a different mentality. Like here in Wisconsin, especially like Milwaukee, like it is like small town mentality of like you're, you know, you're waving to people, like, hey, you know, like what's going on? Like we all, you know, see each other all the time. Whereas like, you know, Chicago, even though it's so close, is like a big city mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like there's, I mean, there's a lot of creative neighborhoods in Chicago that. I'm sure have you know really strong tight knit communities, but it's nice when that strong tight knit community can just be, you know, the city of Milwaukee and its scene. You know, it's like whether you're a band playing here in River West or Bayview or Walker's Point or wherever, like you know, it's it's like everyone can still sort of like um, you know play out and and meet people in each other's like neighborhoods and like still find opportunity find out find friends and like it's also like it takes like 15 20 minutes to you know get across the city oh, so yeah it's so easy we yeah. have like traffic what once in the morning and once at five yeah <laughs> yeah right it's very easy to get around find parking yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah so um yeah so uh when you uh how'd you meet carlisle um, we got, we were hired at the same Gloria Jeans at Southridge Mall, and nice. we started working there. <laughs> cool. And he would like, I don't know, it was funny, because I think he was like, I think he was hired, like a manager, and he would like tell me to do stuff, and I would be like, ha, I'm not doing that. I'd be like, let's pull a prank, let's go do this, right. and we'd just like, put chocolate salsa until it seemed like, ah, somebody poop. You know, like, <laughs> nice. Just weird stuff, but we, you know, he's he's probably the funniest person I ever met. So we just bonded by like pulling pranks and like being silly. He's mm -hmm. he has great comedic timing. Like he nice. should have he should have been on like Saturday Night Live or sure. something. Like the the guy is just so funny. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of we bonded on that, and then after that, um, we just stayed we just stayed friends. We had like a group of friends that like we would all go out. Mad Planet was our shit for nice. a while. Uh, you know, every Friday you gotta get our dance on. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Still a thing. Still it is a thing. still a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you were just uh, you. It was started as a friendship, and then you guys. Yeah. When did the conversation come up that like, oh, we should play music together? Yeah, well, I was always just like, because he's an amazing guitarist, and he's been in bands since he was in high school, and like toured. Um, he was in like this emo band called Heart of a Failure that like was got pretty successful. Mm -hmm. I think one of the members invented Bumble. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cool. So he was. We're gonna fact check that, but that's cool. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so yeah, and so like I always knew he he was super talented. I mean, he can play any instrument: piano, drums, guitar. You know, he plays his his guitar um, upside down and left handed. Wow. And so. 
because um, he, he's right dominant. He's like, well, I'm right dominant. Why shouldn't I like play like this or like I don't know how he does it. It's like mm-hmm. my mind blowing. And so, huh. I just you know I knew how talented he was, and I just like for some reason there was just always his driving force. Like I knew we had to play music, yeah. and I just never let up on him after like ten years. Yeah. And uh, and finally he after because he had like a rock and roll band called Dangerfield. And then they kind of dissipated, and then I think he was just doing like drums in a in a cover band, and he was bored and extremely, you know, ready to do something else. Mm-hmm. So we just started doing the two piece up in um, I used to live above Hi Fi. Okay. And um, we had a spare bedroom, and the bedroom was freezing. It was like so cold. We started in like February. And we would just write songs, and we would just write and write and write, and um, until finally we had our first show at um, Stone Creek on KK nice. outside in September, mm-hmm. and then it just what year grew from there. Um, 2018? No, 17. Oh wow. Yeah, so it was two years ago actually. This uh, September 28th. Oh nice. Two years ago, yeah, we started, and then um, our buddy saw us at High Dive. Because we just kept playing a two-piece. We're like, okay, we're going to play a show a month. Like, we're going to fucking do this. You know, this is something special. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, we feel good about this. And so our buddy Steve Look, um, who's also a talented musician in his own right, came up to us and was like, dude, I need to record you on my reel-to-reel. I'll play bass. I have a drummer. Let's do this. You guys, you need more. You need, uh, you need it filled out. And mm-hmm. so we just started from there and then... I haven't looked back and it's funny because like the songs earlier were very I don't know they were softer and different it wasn't the yeah, same you know right. and then once we got the band we were just like okay this is rock and roll let's really yeah get it. <laughs> yeah totally so yeah it was just like me me hassling him <laughs> and never giving up I don't yeah. know it's just like I knew it was like this driving force I was like we're gonna play music it's gonna happen right right <laughs> It's it's a matter of time. It's a, yeah. <laughs> and the timing was perfect because if we would have gotten together back then, it wouldn't have worked. But yeah. like, you know, the timing it had to happen now. Mm-hmm. So we all have known each other since what two thousand seven or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. Very cool. It's funny with the Facebook memories that like pop up, and you're just like, oh, yeah, you dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I I always get so like. It's so weird to think about where you were in time, like way back then when you're in a completely different place in life, uh, relative to now, like who you know now versus like what your life looked like back then. And like, you wonder, I wonder like all the friends I have now, I wonder like what they were like at that time and I had no idea they existed, you know? I think about that a lot. What really trips my shit is now with like the Facebook memories, you can start to see the cycles and the same thing that like happened to you five years ago is like happening on the same day, Mm. you know, you're like, what? Yeah. I just got sick and like, I was sick then or like, oh, I, you know, had just traveled, you know, there and now look, I'm going back. It's just like, it's weird how time really is. There's signs. There's signs. <laughs> God, uh, you're into the conspiracy theories. I am. Right? Well, it's bad. Well, maybe maybe it's all a simulation, you know? That's what they say. This is <laughs> yeah. a computer game. Yes, it is. Like some alien kid is just like making all our choices, like like Bandersnatch and Netflix. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, kid, come on. Get yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah. Stop messing with me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It'd be nice to know if we had like extra lives or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, look, we created The Sims. We did create The Sims, and so it's like you know, it probably somebody created us. We created The Sims. Right. Who are The Sims creating? Right, right. You know, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it just becomes like uh, lower and lower scales of like creating other simulations and shit. Yeah, I used to love The Sims. I was a huge <laughs> Sims nerd, but um, yeah, well, um, well, that's cool uh, how. Yeah, like, it, it really did come kind of full circle, like, um, in that span of time, and now y'all are a full band. Yeah, so who, who else is uh, in the band? So now we have um, Jesse um, Buskoff as our drummer, and he, he came from Stephen Look from King Eye and the Squirts. Sure. And um, we have Mary Joy on bass. Of Fox Face. Yeah. yeah, talented, talented bass player. 
we're so lucky to have her. She's mm-hmm. like been so instrumental on helping our band grow and um, her skills are just out of this world. And she's just like the nicest, most caring person you could ever ask mm-hmm. for to have in a band. So it's awesome. Yeah, she's very, very sweet. Yeah, yeah I she's remember great. We talked, I talked to Fox Face at the Cooperage um, and they're very lovely ladies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So talented. Mm-hmm. They just went on tour too. Yeah. And we're about to go on tour. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, wow. Oh my god, yeah. We're booking we're in the process of booking it now. We have like we have like six or seven stops booked. But you know, we're I think we're gunning for like 11. Oh, and it's it's been quite the experience. It's my first tour I ever booked, so. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. Uh where uh where is it taking you out to? We're going to go out west. So I think um, we're going to go through Denver. Um, we have a stop in Cisco, which is a ghost town by Eileen Musa, who I I love that what she's done to the place. So we're going to go play there, cool. um, which I think Nickel and Rose played there before, too, which oh, is awesome. super fun. They were here yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Very I fun. Love them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just out west. So we're going to we're Vegas, Tucson. San Diego, LA, Portland, just do a nice big loop. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. You're going to get some, uh, definitely some more uh, um, traces of warmth. I know, uh, we're chasing come. it, right? We're yeah. like, no, summer's Come back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, that'll be really awesome. You'll definitely uh, see some very um, beautiful, uh, a lot of natural beauty. Yeah, it's a beautiful to. drive out there. Yeah, I've never been out west, really. Um, like just kind of on my own accord so it'll be I, I definitely can't wait to be able to experience that one day too so I'm excited for you that'll be America's fun. really beautiful I just did this drive with my friend who moved out to California and the drive like you don't realize how beautiful America is mm-hmm. like it's insane right. it's breathtaking I met yeah I think it's like we get so caught up in metropolitan life and we forget about like how beautiful like um, so much of our natural preservations can be and like um, you know like and also just how many amazing creatures fucking live in this country too yeah you know like I remember uh, about a year and a half ago I went to uh, Florida for the first time uh, for spring break and uh, we went to the Everglades and there's just so many gators yeah. everywhere <laughs> like they're they're like literally like on the side of the road like just casually just chilling Dang. you know like like these things are so fearsome you know yeah. it's like I felt like I confronted like a mythological creature and they're just everywhere because but like because yeah. I'd only ever seen them in zoos but these things are like literally just you it's know just, just chilling and it's yeah. like these they're everywhere and like but this is their this is their home. There's so many beautiful birds just also chilling like all over the place and like you go somewhere new and they have different insects than you have. Yeah. And you're just like, what is that thing? Like, like California <laughs> has like 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 uh, like holographic green beetles that just yeah. like fly everywhere. And you're yeah. just like, what the like? Mm-hmm. Am I where am I? Mm-hmm. It's like Mars. Really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you see like a like a bear like out like in like South Dakota and you're like. Holy fuck! Like, I need to like, you know, get to safety or something like that. But it's like, you know, like these things are—they were here long before we were, Absolutely. and then we came, and, and they will still be here after we're gone. Right, right, and then hopefully. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't like nuke the planet. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Or um, totally kill it with the climate. I digress. Yeah. Um, but yes. Oh. My favorite meme is the is that you know the Pokemon meme where like Pikachu is like the surprise face and it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. humans kill the climate, so the climate kills the humans and then the humans is the Pikachu face. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Like you better take care of it. Right. It's gonna kill you back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I. I um, speaking of which. Um, I know we're going on total tangents here, but tangents are the, the beauty of podcasting. Um, I really, really hope um, that um, 
Bernie's recent uh, like uh, health problems, yeah. like his clogged artery, and like he had to cancel like his campaign trail briefly. Yeah, I know that he's going to be back in the debates. Yeah, um, he said his wife just posted a status update that he was like up and talking and totally fine and feels better. It was just like a routine thing. It's like it's scary because you're like, oh, right. my candidate's in the in yeah. the hospital, but. He's well, doing okay. I, I, which is really good to hear because I was so worried that like this is going to really hurt his campaign oh, yeah. because it's going to automatically people are going to jump on the whole mindset of oh he's too old to be in office he's got all these health problems if he has to cancel his can then then he's like too old yeah. but and I worry that people I worry that that's going to hurt his base um, but I mean. So think about it also though, like I mean Trump is seventy five and yeah. Bernie's only three years older than yeah. him, so And they like they said he's like way taller in person and he's very like he's not this like frail old man. Like he's very he's like six foot tall, you know, he runs everywhere, like yeah. he's he's a sturdy dude. Yeah. And he's like okay, speaking of memes, like my favorite <laughs> meme ever is like I remember when um when uh, back in the 2016 election, there was a meme. You know that? Did you ever see that meme of him like running? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it was like the the meme was like when uh, Hillary's health is failing. <laughs> He's, He's like, like running. running through the, the airport. Oh my god. <laughs> that was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. I know. I love memes. Are like the greatest thing. Like the internet is. I love it. Oh it's yeah. It's just like it's yeah. just so great. I just oh, love totally. what's. What the kids are doing with it, I love, I just love her. I hate what the parents are doing, like, on social media, but other than that, oh the God, internet yeah. is an amazing I place. Know. I just love, <laughs> it's so great, like, how, I actually have a friend who studies memetics, like, the study of memes, and, like, it's, it's so, like, funny, but also really kind of actually a fascinating uh, sociology behind, like, how information trends and travels, like, through one person to the next and stuff like that, because it's, like, so many jokes these days come from memes, and like memes have like, it's like each, there's like the, every joke is different, but it uses like the same formula. So it's like, so-and-so be like, or yeah. you know, the nobody, me, yeah. and then the, the joke. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so, I know, I yesterday my joke, I tweeted, old men telling a joke be like, so I says to him, <laughs> So it says to him, it says, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, like, I don't know why that's a thing, like, old men telling jokes yeah. always, like, you know, like, uh, have, like, say, yeah. but anyway, like, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's crazy how, like, and you get our news in the form of memes these days, too. Yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. It is wild. Yeah. I love it. it is, I love it, funny. too. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's also just a great uh, rejection of... A lot of just the bullshit that we see in our traditional hard news media it's kind of like our way of sort of mocking it sort of reclaiming it and sort of yeah, where it's, it's like it's like the wild west yeah exactly yeah <laughs> right essentially um so uh well that's exciting that you're going on tour soon yeah uh when are you leaving we leave um october 27th cool. so we're having um an album release party for um Joey Turbo's birthday. Shout out um, Joey Turbo. Yes. He's at company every single day. <laughs> I work there and he's always at the bar. Oh my god. Yeah. He's, he's, well he's, I'm convinced there's like multiple joys. he's everywhere at once. Oh, right? I, I can see it. Yeah. He's a very like River West guy yeah. that you see. You see him sometimes in Baby though. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> On occasion, yes. Because that's where the, that's where their tour send off in our album release party, which is joint, is going to be at oh, the Mothership. Cool. Oh, awesome! In Bayview, so nice. yeah, we'll be we'll be there celebrating. Um, we're we're both going on tour at the same time. They're going east. We're going west. Oh, sweet! Yeah, oh, and, very cool. And I think when they come back, um, they might have an album release. I think they have something there awesome. working on. Yeah, I'm having uh, the Platy Boys uh, here on the show uh, after they get back. Probably. So that'd be really exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to drink with those guys. Oh my god, where are our beers? Come on, let's go. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was twelve thirty. Um, I do it's have hams. Wisconsin, come on. Do you want one? I have hams in the fridge. Okay. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Take that, Platinum Boys. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> um, I should have just like shotgunned it, but the new shotgun trend where I blow it out at you instead of taking it. 
Well, that, I didn't know that was a trend. <laughs> you haven't seen those videos? I haven't seen that, no. Have you been on the internet? I guess not. <laughs> I guess, I, because I haven't seen that particular thing, like my internet activity is completely negligible. <laughs> <coughs> um, Do you have an internet bro? <coughs> I, I, I dabble, I think. Um, so you, your new album is going to be called Wild at Heart. Yes. I remember, um, I thought it was like a, uh, it was going to be, it was based off of the David Lynch movie. I remember asking you, um, which is like the best David Lynch movie, yeah, if you ask me, but, uh, but it's not related at all. I, yeah, I did I've never seen it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it was weird because like people, so like the the woman who designed our logo came up to me after a show. Who, she didn't know the title of the album at all, and she was just like, "Have you ever seen Wild at Heart? This your music sounds like the soundtrack to it." And I was just like, "What did you just oh, say yeah. to me? Like, That's no way!" Incredible. Yeah. So um, I hope he doesn't sue me. I hope not, David. It's Lynch. been like twenty years since yeah. that movie came out. Right. 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 Maybe 30, 30 yeah. pretty much 30 now. I'm like, come on, you can like let me have this right. when this is our first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that would be cool to get a letter from David Lynch, like a cease and desist letter. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> be like, listen here, bub. Well, I, I, like, I googled it when we first did it, so like, um, like no other band has like done this, and like I don't, I don't think there's a song or anything. So, which uh, we also have a, um, a song. By that name in our in oh, the full sure. length as well. So cool. Yeah, I, so hopefully he doesn't sue me. I hope. Yeah, hope not. That'd be that would be cool, but also it'd suck. But think about all the press you would get, though. Like David Lynch is suing Sabra and Carlisle because of album name. <laughs> think about all the people that are gonna listen to you now. They're gonna be like, oh, this band's actually pretty fucking awesome. So they're yeah. gonna buy your record. Yeah. I mean, I think about that. Like with this show, like people, Mr. Nice Guy, people think. Oh, is that? Did you get that from the weed dealer from Half Baked? I'm like, no, I didn't. Uh, I did not get I didn't it. Think from, of that. Yeah, but you know, I think. Well, I hope I don't get sued by the guys that made Half Baked because yeah. I stole because I have the same name. But, um, but you know, um, it's like my my buddy from home. Like he he like was talking about he'd be, like, he'd be like, dude, it'd be so cool to get sued because then it's like it becomes this huge public thing, and then like. People, you're all of a sudden like getting all this publicity, and people know who you are, and then they're gonna check out what you do, and it's like the old foolproof. Hollywood, the whole old Hollywood trope of like uh, no, like there's no bad publicity. Are you uh, putting the three songs that you guys released on Bandcamp on the album? Um, yes, those are on the album. Burnt cocaine. No, no, burnt, burnt cocaine. Burnt coke. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's a, it's everybody <laughs> flip flops it. They're just like. Um, it's like a riff on Kurt Cobain. Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. We're a fucking weird band. That's good. Yeah. Rabbit Hole. Yeah, and Rabbit Hole. Blood. And then Blood. Yeah, yeah, those will be on there, plus four other songs for our full length. Cool. And then, um, and we're working on our second album already, so. Oh, awesome. Getting that to come out right. in 2020. All right, very nice. We'll uh, stay in a step ahead. Yeah. Very to. good, yeah. Yeah, keep writing. That's all we do. Yeah. Right. That's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, um, and I'm, I imagine you'll be taking the new songs and tour with you. Yeah, absolutely. I love the new songs more than the old songs now. <laughs> it sucks. What's I'm like, good? I'm like, I don't want to play the old stuff. It's like, well, that's what's on the full length. We gotta, we gotta yeah. play those. No, but yeah, I like it. It's getting a little bit more rowdy and like, um, I like seeing people dance, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like we're trying to like write those songs with like the driving drum beat and like things that get people to move, yeah. you know? But also like, you know, still emotional. We're a pretty emotional band. Totally. I'm like crying and sets and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> well I'm like get it together. Woman. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I saw you, you were doing all the headbanging yeah. and shit. Like you're getting into it. I got all this it. hair I gotta look. Right. Yeah. yeah, they who oh god, what's his name? Uh what is the Guns N' Roses dude? Axel Rose. Dude, that, like, Carlisle will show me videos of Axel Rose and he's like, this is you, dude, you do this. Mm. I'm like, it's like flinging the mic around. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, crazy. Yeah. God. Mm. Yeah, oh, fucking, it's kick ass, but it's, I mean, 
hope I don't end up like him. I, mean, I hope I'm oh, like no, young yeah. ex on the stage, but that's, he's an that's asshole. Yeah, he's an he's an asshole in music. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's still like I mean I imagine it can become, um, uh, like a tumultuous like emotional uh, ride playing some of those songs, especially because like a lot of it, like you said, has to do with like the revolution and stepping up stepping up against the system, which can be a very like. Um, it can it's be, a, yeah, it can be a very heavy, uh, confrontation for sure. And like, yeah, it's just kind of like, I have to gear myself up for it, you know? And like, I also, every song is written on a, like a personal experience of mine, you know, which is a lot, I can't write happy songs. So like everything comes from tra like trauma that I've had and, you know, dealing with, with men. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's hard. Dealing, dealing with the trash. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the trash. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of like, it's cathartic though, you know? It's good. You just like lay it all bare and, yeah. you know, see if people pick it up and mm -hmm. they do. They get touched by it. I have people come up to me afterwards a lot and say thank you for sharing that or like thank you for saying that, you know? People do... I ne it, here's the thing, I never really understood people like fangirling and like, you know, being like, oh, like, you know how, like, the, the gay community celebrates Lady Gaga and they're like, she has this message and she's doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I didn't really understand that until I saw Lizzo live and she had on a bodysuit and she had her belly out. And I was like, holy shit, that's me. Like, that's like, you know, I, I have a belly and like, I've been like my whole life you know, like, you see all these skinny women and you're just like, and then you finally, like, see, at 32 years old, like, I saw this woman, this voluptuous woman doing her thing and not giving a fuck and, like, looking like me and, like, you know, just nailing it. And I was like, holy shit, now I understand when you, like, see, when you're represented or you're you know, like, you're talking about things that matter to you, or, like, I finally, it clicked in me, you know, so when, like, people come up to me and they say, thank you for saying that, it's like, holy shit, like, this, like, people need reassurance, people mm -hmm. need representation, people yeah. need advocates and allies, you know, like, you know, it's, it's real, it's mm -hmm. all real, you know? Yeah, absolutely, like, totally, and, um, yeah, it's, it is really amazing to see artists like Lizzo and also artists like you um, doing that like not giving a fuck it's what like breaking the mold right you know? like, yeah. we've been raised with the standard in America of like what beauty is what you know what anything is we have we've had this structure and now it seems to be like we're starting a new cycle and like a new a new thing you know mm -hmm. and you like it's it's beautiful it's yeah. like everybody needs representation Truly. they do Yes, yeah, and it's it's amazing because like anyone in anyone in your crowd will take away a positive message, whether it's um, you know other women or non-binary folks that say yes, like I've been through that too, or like that I relate so much to you know like the story you're telling, or you know thank you for doing what you do because like it makes us feel more represented. And then for men, like myself, it can give like a positive statement of like, you know, we really fucking need to do better. Like we can like, we can actually be a part, uh, we can be on the right side of history and we can actually like stand up and uplift our, our, you know, sisters, our folks, our companions and like, you know, really like be it use our privilege, our male privilege, and also, um, in my case, like, white privilege as well, like, to, you know, make this world, this society, a more pleasant reality for those that, you know, we're not grant, we're not bestowed the same privilege that we have had societally, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in politics, whether it's, you know, uh, in pop culture, you know, whether it's in our local scene, you know, it's yeah. like we, like, especially us white men, we have to do a, a lot of fucking work on that end. And when I see a show like yours, 
it inspires me to do that much better because thank you thank you <laughs> um, because yeah, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of, of there's a lot for us to unpack um, but yeah. it's just like it's just about educating yourself because like the number one like pushback I get you know it'd be like oh you're just hating on men and like you know when you say stuff like that you're not really understanding the other person's experience you know you like people have never like especially like white males you know like if you just educate yourself on like the history of America mm -hmm. in general you know just America yeah. you know you and I think just I, I think it's just men being afraid to like lose their power yeah. You know, where it's just like, you don't, you know, and they're just like, they're vulnerable or like they'll say, you know, like, I've had a hard life too. Like, I didn't have any chances. Like, I was poor and this happened to me. Like, that's the number one thing I hear is like, I've had a hard life too. And it's just like, yes, everybody's had a hard life. Human being, our experience is hard for everyone, no matter who you of are. Yeah. No matter who you are, rich, poor, you know, black, white, anything. Life is fucking hard. But as a white male, you have a step above. And if you don't know that, you need to educate yourself right. on that, you know? Really, the only people that say that, that get bent out of shape about that, are people that haven't acknowledged it yet. And they're taking it personally because of it. Because um, they're like, my life was hard too. And it's like, well, no, like all of our lives oh, are right. hard. But yeah, exactly. They don't get it that they, that they, they, do, they do have a privilege, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. that's why I want to, like, use my privilege of, like, you know, being able to, like, be on the stage and have a microphone to, like, talk to people and be, like, just educate yourself, you know, empathy, learning the other person's experience, you know, empathy, yeah. empathy, empathy. Exactly. I don't know where that went. It's I don't know where apathy went. You know? empath empathy, I mean. Empathy is, is the antidote um, of... All of this, every everything you're saying is like empathy is the antidote to societal disenfranchisement, and like, <clears throat> um, and it doesn't. We're not erasing just because some like if if someone's a white man and like it's like we're not trying to erase the validity of a white man as a as an individual as a person, but it's more of just giving everyone else. The mic, you know, giving everyone else the, the platform, giving it's because it's uh, it's, a, it's a disparity between how much white men have been in power and how much they've controlled decisions for others through the dawn of time, and it's it people don't realize it until you it's pointed out, and that's crazy. Like in my history textbooks and my social studies classes growing up, you think about it, white men like you know did so much fucked up shit, like, in shaping what, like, our country would be, what, you know, when they came from Europe and they colonized and they pushed Native... Genocide of genocide, the Native Americans, right? you know, it's just crazy. U.S. imperialism still, you know, um, very much a reality that we impose on other societies, like, you know, it's, it's like, you don't, you take it at face value like through when you're even just learning about it, you take it at face value, don't really think too much into it until it's pointed out. And that is like a really, really crazy thing. And um, and I think that's why it's like, there's still a lot of white men um, that just haven't acknowledged it or just are having trouble with it. And, you know, everyone's at a different place with it, or they learn at different paces, what have you. But we, we need to have the same level of, of accountability as everyone else. And, um, and you know, I, I, I think that we're in a time where, like, it is finally getting more large-scale challenged, um, large-scale talked about. And that's a really, that's a great start, but there's always work to be done. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tons of work to be done. Tons We're at the work. start of our... I wonder if America will ever, like, gather in the streets, like, in China, yeah. you know, or in France, you know? I wonder if we'll... I mean, we do. Like, I've been to so many protests and stuff, but I mean, like, really, mm -hmm. like, take take over, bring the guillotine out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. People talk I about it. I kind of want to do that with the band, is, like, kind of, like, start this... 
this movement of this like okay motherfuckers we're gonna come for you that's what blood is about the song blood is like about killing the one percent you know of like you know you're gonna take what's mine and make it your own but that's you know that's fine i'll flip this diamond i'll take your throne that's awesome that's a, that, that, is, that is a bar <laughs> but yeah like the ones that are capitalizing off of uh societal disparities or capitalizing off of taking advantage of the lower classes our pharmaceutical com- pharmaceutical industry is capitalizing off of people's addictions it is the, the is the most sickening reality uh, to come to terms with I just don't understand what the end game is because like you're you have this greed right you're stockpiling all this money but you're gonna die at the end of the day, we all die, right? So, like, is there something that we don't know as the, like, common public? Like, mm-hmm. that's where my conspiracy theory starts thinking, because it doesn't make sense. You have so much greed, you're destroying the planet, you're destroying humanity, you're stockpiling money that you can't take into the grave with you. You know, you're not going to live forever. You know, like, half of them probably don't even, like, leave the money to their kids. Like, what's the end game? What's the point of doing that? I don't get it. It's like our... Are aliens like mining right. us? Yeah, like, yeah. we're just like, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's a missing piece of information that we don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a ton. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure our government uh, keeps a ton of shit classified, that, you know, that we don't know. Probably stuff we aren't ready to know. But. I'm ready. <laughs> I want to know. That's good. That's good. I mean, tell me, blow my fucking mind. I'm ready, dude. (laughs) Make it worth it. All right, say, bro. Hey, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) Uh, um, So uh, I had a great time uh, talking about your music, talking about the revolution. You know, talking about your new tour tour coming up. That's awesome. Very exciting. Uh, so thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So tell me, uh, Saber, what keeps you up at night? Uh, ghosts, actually. Ghosts? Wow. <laughs> the yeah. paranormal, dude. I'm always right. waking up at like 4 a.m. Uh, things, things that go bump. Yeah. The apartment <laughs> behind High Dive is haunted as shit. <laughs> is that where you live? I used to. I moved. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, um, um, yeah they're going to get ghost hunters uh, over in High Dive soon. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, What puts you to sleep, though? Oh, weed. (laughs) Weed. Uh, Shout out to cannabis. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I had a great time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. And uh, stay tuned for Wild at Heart. Going to be out October 27th, right? Um, 25th. 25th, excuse me. Um, Yeah. And uh, I'll be posting links to their music. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Oh.